0: Hello welcome to this week's
1: edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe.
0: Hey Jonathan, how's it going?
1: A new day is dawning, Amy.
0: Uh, okay.
1: I mean, it's, it's also, you know, like 7.30 in the morning here, so a new day literally is dawning. But today, first day of school here in Williamson County, Tennessee.
0: Oh, very nice. And
1: that's not the big news today. Also, the Premier League is back.
0: Oh, okay. I am just gonna sit here while you talk about that because I have nothing that I can discuss. It's I have just no it's knowledge. just a banner
1: day. That's all. I am not gonna get too deep Good. into it. Come on, you Gunners! But Good Arsenal plays today. The Premier League is back. My kids are at school. It's it's a glorious day, and I am only about four weeks removed from dropping off my kid for college, which will be not the banner day. It'll be a, it'll be a sad day, but it'll be exciting. But I'm not looking forward to that, Amy. Not looking forward to that. I
0: am. I think we're about three weeks away from school starting here for my last year of a regular school year.
1: Your last first day.
0: Last first day for my senior. Yeah, my youngest senior. And then, But I'm moving mine into into college in two weeks. And, I mean, it's definitely a milestone. And it'll be kind of sad to just have that change in the house.
1: But it's not the same.
0: But she's going two blocks away, and yours is going to the other side of the country. So I'm not going to make a comparison there.
1: That's wise. Beth, Beth would not appreciate that.
0: <laughs> Here's my guess. We're probably going to move her into the dorm, and then she's going to stop by later that night to pick up something that she left or absolutely. something like that. That's so.
1: absolutely going to happen. So You may see her more now whenever she moves out than whenever she was there.
0: Well, I'm sure. I'm sure the laundry will be a uh, attraction. Oh yeah, free laundry. As, l-
1: as long as you're not doing it right.
0: No, she does her own laundry. Yeah,
1: there we go. Both of
0: them do. There we go. So, Good. yeah. All
1: right. Well, cool. All right. Well, anyway, uh, I know a lot of folks around the country, kids heading back to school, getting all this ready. Uh, we talked about that. I think a couple weeks ago, even. So, all the best to our teachers and, and our students, uh, Southern Baptists around the country, that are getting ready and and getting back into the swing of things this fall. And uh, you know what? The one thing I really don't like about school starting, Amy. What's that? Traffic gets worse.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I say that like I know it doesn't. In Wake Forest, yeah. I, I live right behind the school. It's not really an issue. You have
1: here. to wait for two people at the stoplight instead of one.
0: I know from living in Nashville. Yes, you're right.
1: Yes. So, anyway, uh, it'll be all right. Enough complaining about that. But uh, speaking of school starting and maybe even starting school. If you're looking for a Christ-centered, scripture-driven, and student-focused undergraduate education, then look no further than Texas Baptist College. Located in Fort Worth, Texas, Texas Baptist College is dedicated to providing trustworthy Christian higher education to undergraduate students, no matter where God is calling them. And on October 21st, you have the opportunity to explore everything Texas Baptist College has to offer at its fall preview day. Students and parents are invited to tour the campus, talk to the faculty, explore degree offerings, and meet fellow students. Let Texas Baptist College help you find your calling. Fall Preview Day is free, so get registered today at texasbaptist.com slash preview. That is Fall Preview Day, Texas Baptist College, October 21st. All right, Amy, we jump into it this week. Got some news out of the Abuse Response Implementation Task Force from President Bart Barber. Marshall Blaylock is going to chair that, and Mike Keybone. Is going to be the vice chair.
0: Yeah. So Marshall was the vice chair of the sexual abuse task force from the last year. So this is not a huge shock that if he is, you know, is on the new task force that he would be the chair because it just brings some continuity uh, and knowledge from the last year. Uh, and Mike Keybone definitely no stranger uh, to anyone. He's been a very active and engaged member of the executive committee over the last year, served on the resolutions committee. And he was on the committee on cooperation that was sort of a, um, you know, the 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 group that's kind of a go between or communications uh, connection between the executive committee and um, guidepost and yeah. the sexual abuse task force. So he's been involved in this somewhat as well.
1: Yeah. So we do not have the full, List of members of the Abuse Response Implementation Task Force. That should be coming either today or Monday or Tuesday. So look for it today at the end of the week or first thing next week. That That is really close. I was texting with Bart about that this morning, trying to find out how close we are on that. But uh, that's coming soon. And speaking of Bart and Mike Keybone, they were together in Oklahoma this past week discussing Resolution 4 that we passed from the annual meeting, as well as being a part of the Indian Falls Creek Camp up in Ada, Oklahoma.
0: Yeah, this is really cool. So they actually recorded a Twitter Spaces conversation, and uh, I had to miss this. I really wanted to hear it, but we were um, we were at an event, and so I. Uh, but but it talked about. The that resolution, and we've talked about that some on here, and there's been some great articles in uh, Baptist Press, Christianity Today, other other places. This resolution was written in response to a federal report that documented the forced assimilation and conversion of Native Americans, Alaska Natives, and Native Hawaiians in the U.S. between 1819 and 1969. One of the really important pieces in this was that a lot of the efforts, uh, that, uh, included force conversion, you know, all of those things, like we said, in, in the goal of systematically removing native peoples from their lands, that they had mandatory boarding schools. And those were run with the help of Christian denominations. Now Southern Baptists were not specifically mentioned in that federal report, but it's very important that in something like that, that was done in the name of missions, uh, and given the fact that missions is at the heart, you know, of, of sort of who we say we are it, for our messengers to speak out about this was a matter of great importance. And so uh, they, they addressed that they presented it at uh, the, the event in Falls Creek and then conducted that conversation. So it's just really continuing The education about this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, good story about that. If you missed the audio, I think it is maybe available somewhere. I think it was recorded and and put online somewhere. So uh, I'll see if I can find that and drop it in the link in the show notes. But uh, it's a good story at Baptist Press about that discussion that they had the other night, and they were honored at that Indian Falls Creek event. All right, Amy, it's the first of the month. You know what that means? CP! All right, we got some good news here. We are just short of $169 million with two months to go in the cooperative program allocation budget for 2021 and 22. That means we're about $31.24 million. I think that's what I sent you yesterday. $31.24 million short of $200 million for the year. Entirely reachable, quite possible the first time since 2008 we've gone over $200 million in the national cooperative program allocation budget. We're, we're right there on the cusp.
0: That's pretty crazy, especially because I mean, obviously, two thousand eight is a big marker for people because that's the the Great Recession, and so to sort of bounce back from that, what a great what a great moment, man! I'm so hopeful that we're going to hit that.
1: Yeah, and and some other news, some some good news here too. Designated gifts are right now just over one hundred ninety six million dollars, so they're going to go over $2 million, $200 million. but they're at one hundred ninety six point two million dollars right now, which is about fourteen point four million over where they were last year at this time. So Yeah, I
0: saw I saw Kevin Ezell talking yeah. about.
1: Yeah. So that. Annie is up 2%, they had a record year last year. Paul Chitwood is talking about how they're way up on Lottie over last year. Could be yeah. the biggest Lottie ever. So Amy, things are looking good. Things, things are, are looking, looking good. good. Yeah, so, I love it. You know, lot lot happening uh, but but things are really close. So All right, Amy, switching gears over to the Army Ranger Hall of Fame. Maybe the first time we've said those words. Here on the podcast, we got a Southern Baptist chaplain being inducted into the Army Ranger Hall of Fame.
0: Yeah, this is pretty cool. So Pat Hash, he's a, a is a chaplain, has had 37 years of service in the Army, nine years in the infantry, and 28 as a chaplain. Um, he's retired now. He was a colonel, and so this is this is kind of a big deal. His last assignment was U.S. Army Special Operations command chaplain. He's now the third Southern Baptist chaplain to be inducted into the army Rangers hall of fame. Um, one of those being Jeff Strucker.
1: leadership potential
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. He's an incredible leader and, uh, is on faculty at Southeastern. So, uh, so Jeff also
1: featured in black Hawk down.
0: Yes. And I always like to say not like he had a bit part in Black Hawk Down, but at, like someone actually played him in Black Hawk Down. Yeah. Like he was one of the real people. Um, and then Steve Barry, uh, also who had served 30 years as a member of the U.S. Army Chaplain Corps before retiring, also in the Army Ranger Hall of Fame. Pat Hash is number three.
1: Yeah. Which is very exciting. Only 200, uh, less than 200 Rangers in the Army Ranger Hall of Fame. Not the Texas Ranger Hall of Fame, but the Army Ranger Hall of Fame. And we've got three Southern Baptists in there, including Pat Hash. So congratulations to Colonel Hash on that. Really cool. That's really cool, huh? Yeah. All right. Some Guidestone news this week, Amy. They had their kind of summer trustee meeting up in Washington, D.C. Not a lot of news coming out of that meeting this time, uh, but they did give some updates on things. They've got a 98% retention rate on their group insurance plans also 96% retention rate in their property and casualty program anybody who knows anything about sales and that kind of thing those kind of retention rates are fantastic uh, one of the big things that did come out mission dignity they've raised a 4.4 million dollars for that program to help retired pastors and widows in need so uh, 4.4 last year they had 11 and a lot of those gifts come you know toward the end of the year so they're way ahead of where they are they're doing a, it's kind of they're calling it a banner year so far Uh, for Mission Dignity. So if you want to find out more about Mission Dignity or give to that, missiondignity.org. We just had Mission Dignity Sunday at the end of June, just a few weeks ago. So uh, Mission Dignity, another great program for Southern Baptists. They they raised more than $1 million, Amy, on Mission Dignity Sunday. So a huge effort there, Uh, a great, great program that Guidestone runs over there.
0: This is really highlighting some great generosity among Southern Baptists when When you combine this with the story we oh, just absolutely.
1: covered. Cooperative program giving, not the Army Ranger Hall of Fame, right?
0: Right, whatever.
1: Yeah. So so congratulations to our friends over at Guidestone. It was a good uh, – Brandon Porter was up there at that, so I know he uh, enjoyed his time uh, at the Guidestone trustee meeting. And uh, they'll have a bigger meeting, I think, in the fall. They had their big business-type meeting in the fall, so we'll cover that later in the year. Some news from our seminaries. Amy, got some news out of Southern. Jeremy Pierre has been selected as the new dean of the Billy Graham School at Southern Seminary.
0: Yeah, so Jeremy Pierre uh, it has been at Southern for a really long time. Now, he's replacing Paul Aiken, who was the dean of the Billy Graham School and has now been named the provost. Now provost, so that's, yeah. Yeah, so just kind of uh, shuffling some things around. Jeremy uh, has been the Lawrence and Charlotte Hoover Professor of Biblical Counseling Having been on faculty for eleven years now, and he was also dean of students for Southern Seminary for about five years, he is really just a great, great uh, person. I hear wonderful things about him as a professor, uh, but also I know served very well as dean of students. He's a friend of the Whitfields, and uh, we have a ton of respect for him. So,
1: well, I mean, he kind of looks a little like Keith.
0: Actually, he does. Now looking at the,
1: I mean, (laughs) look at at that picture. picture. Yeah, I mean, you, if Keith grew out his mustache a little bit more.
0: Right. I, it's not that different. You're right. You're right. I've never noticed that before. But now, as you said that, I'm looking at the picture. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I can kind of see cannot,
1: that. Cannot unsee that one now. Yeah. So, yeah, he looks like Keith. Um, written a few books, including one with Deepak Raju.
0: Yep. Good friend of the pod. So,
1: congratulations to Jeremy. Over to Southeastern, Amy. Jonathan Welsh is joining the faculty right down the street from you as a professor of Christian worship.
0: Yes, big news here in Wake Forest. Jonathan Welch will be assistant professor of Christian worship and coordinator of the worship leader training collaboration. Now, this is bittersweet for me because he's actually been serving um, on staff at the Summit Church for several years now. He's been in the discipleship area. I've worked with him. He is so uh, respected. Obviously, still an elder at the Summit, will still be around, but moving into the classroom. But the great thing is where a lot of staff uh, will miss seeing him every day. I'll get to see him around here on campus.
1: Yeah. So congratulations to Southern and Southeastern on those recent hires and, and you know, the the change for Jeremy Pierre. But uh, also some kind of some departures, Amy. David George announced that he is retiring as the president of the WMU Foundation. David is a good friend of mine. I knew him from my time working at the WMU. Been there 21 years uh, will, or will be. Uh, 21 years. Whenever he retires, he's uh, announcing his retirement effective June the 30th of next year. So give them time to find a new president of the WMU Foundation. And uh, David's done a fantastic job there at WMU and uh, been a a real help for them as uh, he's raised money and and established that foundation for the WMU in Birmingham. So uh, congratulations to David on a, a long and storied career down there in Birmingham. And I wish him all the best. In retirement, Amy, up to Tennessee. We got some sad news, though. James Porch, the former executive director treasurer right before Randy Davis, who's the current executive director of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. uh, He passed away this past week at age 81.
0: Yeah, I saw that very, uh, very sad and uh, saw a nice tribute from Willie McLaurin for him. Um, he was from Mississippi, but then he came as executive director in September of 1992. He had been First Baptist Church of Tullahoma. So, had been in Tennessee for a really long time, just originally from Mississippi. And really known as a champion of the cooperative program, coined the phrase one servant family.
1: You mentioned Tullahoma, Amy. I, I kind of wonder if that was Carol's parents' uh, pastor. If he was the, the pastor at First Tullahoma, she's from Tullahoma. And I don't know. I kinda wonder if, if uh maybe maybe a very young Carol Pipes, cause uh since seventy seven. So she should have been very young back then. And um if, if she may have he may have been her pastor, maybe. I don't know. Could or have been. Or at least at least her parents. Yeah, passed.
0: well it, well he went in ninety two, so like he had been in Tolkien oh, right. since nineteen seventy seven. So maybe he was, was her pastor growing up.
1: Yeah, I was uh I was doing the math wrong. So yes, she would possibly have known him. Uh, Being the pastor at First Baptist Telehome. I'm not sure if she went to First Telehome or not, but it's possible. All right. So, yeah, very cool there. Uh, All right, Amy, finally, some sad news out of Kentucky this past week. Several dozen have passed away in the flooding in Kentucky, and Southern Baptist Disaster Relief have been there. We have eight or nine states that have disaster relief teams in Kentucky right now, in eastern Kentucky, where they have been really just devastated with some of that uh, flooding that's going on over in the Whitesburg area.
0: Yeah, so Kentucky disaster relief has been under a lot with tornadoes in central Kentucky. So many things going on, and this is not ending anytime soon. Really amazing work and great that that other states are coming together in this.
1: Yeah, so you've got teams from Georgia, Alabama, West Virginia, Ohio, uh, Tennessee, um, South Carolina, Texas, and Kentucky. I mean, you, you got people all over the place uh, coming in to help. And, and that's one of the great testaments to our Southern Baptist disaster relief work. And uh, those of you who, uh, who work in that and who uh, volunteer as disaster relief workers, we really appreciate all the work that you do. And I know the people in Kentucky are appreciating the work as well. All right, Amy, that's going to do it for our news this week. Bring us to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds.
0: All right, we're going to go back only 26 years to 1996 and just a release that was in Baptist press about a new book from George Barna, the index of leading spiritual indicators. I just find this a fascinating article and I'm going to, we're going to put it in the show notes so that you all can see how uh, just where these statistics were. It was talking about how religion was experiencing, uh, they said upheavals of gargantuan Proportions okay, it says things like two out of every three adults say they have made a personal commitment to Jesus Christ that is still important in their life today. Most Americans believe that spiritual salvation is an outcome to be earned through their good character and behavior. Six out of ten saying if, if a person's generally good, does enough good things for others during their life, they will earn a place in heaven but the proportion of, of adults who read the Bible during the course of a, of a week dramatically declined since the, just the early nineties, like in 92, 47% said they read just during the week. Then that was down to 31% by 95. Um, but it said that 73% believed that the miracles described in the Bible really happened. And 74% believing forgiveness of sin uh, is possible only through faith in Jesus Christ. But here's the one that uh, that will get you. That's not you know that crazy uh, or, or is not not new. I've heard this. Four out of five in this survey incorrectly believe that the Bible includes the statement "God helps those who help themselves." Two thirds having no idea what John three sixteen referred to at all. Two thirds. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and ten uh, percent believing that. Noah's wife was Joan. So,
1: what? Oh, Joan, it's only, only oh, it's
0: only 10%, but still that's a lot. That took so me a minute. Show Showed some really interesting kind of uh, ups and downs about like 73 I mean, uh, 73% believing the miracles, only 31% though, reading the Bible during the week, and Bible literacy is showing up in, in this. Yeah. So, it's just, and this interesting is 26 because, years
1: ago. It's only gotten worse, it seems.
0: Right. Right. So anyway, I'm just going to throw that in there. I always love to show some of these statistical realities. Uh, so we were, we were talking about kind of where the state of American religion this week in SBC history. So check it out.
1: All right. Well, thanks for that. And that'll move us to our resources of the week. My resource of the week is the upcoming Send Relief Sunday and Serve Sunday. It's the opportunity for your church to support the compassion ministry arm of Southern Baptist, that's Send Relief, and also gives you a chance to engage your community by meeting needs and building bridges and sharing the gospel. So uh, there's a story at Baptist Press. There's also some information over at sendrelief.org. You can go find out more about Send Relief Sunday and Serve Sunday. It gives you just uh, opportunities to give and to go into your community to share the gospel. Amy, your resource of the week is?
0: Uh, Because of Hope, it is Reflections of Faith. So it has faith reflections of 50 individuals through stories and devotional thoughts. This has been put out by uh, WMU, and this is pretty cool. yes. I was like, I saw this
1: somewhere this week because...
0: Wait, I'll get to it in a second. I'm going to tell you some of the contributors. So it's 50 different things. Some of the contributors, Ben Mandrell, Jeff Orge, uh, several like uh, some other folks, you know, Travis Kearns, who's an AMS in South Carolina, Anna Dobb, who is at Southeastern Seminary here, Mariah Snyder, good friend of the pod, uh, works for IMB, Jennifer Rash, um, several just different people that are involved, state state execs, you know, things like that, and Allison Young.
1: Yes, bestest friend of the pod.
0: Yep. Allison, so Young. She, Allison Young has written a chapter. Todd Unziker, as well, good friend of the pod, but lots of people. Sandy Wisdom Martin. Uh, but Allison Young has written a devotional in there. And I'm excited. I don't have my copy yet, but I'm going to get one uh, and can't wait. So it says Journey with the authors as they are mentored by others, walk in obedience, face unimaginable loss, persevere through hardship. Just list several things. It says they find direction. Um, from through prayer and gain insight from God's word. So just reading personal reflections from these people.
1: All right. Well, that's going to do it for our show this week. Again, be in prayer for our students and our teachers as they're headed back to school over the next week or two, and also uh, as the Premier League kicks off this weekend. Come on, you Gunners! I know. I know you're excited for this year's Premier League. Sure. I know. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, hey, that's going to do it. We'll see you next week.
0: See you next week.